Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Uh, Hello. Hello. Good day. Your hair looks great, by the way. Thanks. It does not. I just threw it back. That's where we're at today, people. And and thank you. I mean to say thank you. You're welcome. Do you see that? That's how you do it. So good. Neil. Neil is joining us into the Hema. He's amazing. Hello. Hello, Neil. (laughs) Welcome. Um, Actually, speaking of that, I'm going to do a quick plug. We have... uh, upcoming another one of our OCD substance use disorder events through OCD game changers, which Neil is a part of, and he's awesome. And if you happen to need support in that arena, I hope you'll join us. I believe it's on September the 7th, but I'm sure I will post it on my story and my gram. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. (laughs) Kevin said, this is a small cup. It is That's a, because it's espresso. It's an espresso cup. Yeah. So we're here today to talk to you all about OCD and school because here we are in the middle of back to school times and OCD has a way of affecting everything in life, including school. In mm-hmm. fact, oh, can I make a quick side note? Do it. I love side notes. Side note. One of my favorite things. <laughs> aggressive sidebar. So this morning I was talking to my mother And she very kindly was saying, you know, in retrospect, it's kind of amazing that you did well in school, given that you Mm -hmm. were dealing with untreated OCD, right, for so many years. And we had no idea what it was. And I'm not trying to be self-congratulatory, but I think just... Well, but this is a common thing that mm -hmm. we see. I think it's pronounced espresso. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, I thought it was espresso. I think it's espresso. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get in between okay. the two on this one. Um, so anyway, all of that to say, if you're out there and you're navigating OCD uh, in, in the context of trying to learn and grow as a human being, which could take place in school or outside of school, but today we're talking in the context of school, hats off to you. Neil has weighed in on the espresso deb- debate. Apparently He's it's right. espresso. Listen, I'm just, it's coming from Italian families and French. But I mean, you know, it's fine, Kevin. I'll forgive (laughs) you for the misstep. Um, Anyways, yes. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this has become a debacle. Oh my gosh, you guys are taking us off the rails today. Where's my pin? I don't even have it back on the rails, Toodle. I'm not going to grab it because today might be off the rails. Okay, but it can't be. So, because I have to pick my child up from school. 
So like Lauren was saying is that oftentimes what you see is just almost like a hyper focus on school. Even it's, it can kind of, at least for me, kind of be like an addiction in a certain sense, right? Like that I get, I used to get so absorbed in it that it kind of kept things at bay at times. And then there's other times where it wraps around so tight that you can't even finish a paragraph of writing. That's so true. It's, it's on either end of the extreme. I think, uh, the thing is, I was just, uh, reading up on relational frame theory this morning as you do. Ooh. Cause why not? Just a little refresh. Cause uh, that does sound great. Cause why not? But for those of you who are watching, that's a, that's sort of the basis for acceptance and commitment therapy, which mm-hmm. is a lot of the work that we do and that we talk about on our Instagram pages. And so, um, you know, one of the things that it talks about is how our ability to get into the abstract, our ability to connect words with ideas and allows us to problem solve, which is one of the amazing gifts of being human. At the same token, then we start to problem solve things that aren't problems and that don't need solving. And that's where we get into trouble, like trying to fix thoughts and feelings And all of that to say, I think in school, actually, up to a certain point, that can be very beneficial because we with OCD and anxiety disorders are expert problem solvers. We're really, (laughs) really good at it, but we just happen to apply that skill a little aggressively in situations that don't require it. Right. Definitely turn the volume up too much. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine I'm not in school now, obviously, but, um, I imagine going back to school in these very extra uncertain times is going to bring up just general anxiety. Like the bar is going to be raised a little more. Mm. And so my guess is that in general, there's probably going to be more flares of OCD just because when our baseline moves up or there's any type of change or stress that's beyond the usual, then OCD is more likely to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll Ooh, uncertainty. This is going to, mm-hmm. this is going to make her feel a little bit queasy. Let's, let's throw in some content there and get her hooked. Yep. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I had a, a client who went on campus for the very first time in ever mm. in on a college campus. And I know there was a lot of panic attacks, mm. whereas before there wasn't So it can be overwhelming for sure. For sure. And that's the thing. There are so many things to be anxious about in a school setting. Uh, Sometimes it's more of the social anxiety stuff and and being Mm -hmm. around large groups of people that's that's triggered. And sometimes it's perfectionism and the idea that everything has to be just so or else you have to do it again and again and again until it's it's all perfect. Mm hmm. and then, of course, there's COVID now, right? That the with the right, Delta if things variant weren't complicated <laughs> enough for you with OCD and anxiety disorders. Let's, let's throw, throw in, in a, a lot of uncertainty. Yep, just a global pandemic for yeah. you know for good measure. Yeah, right. Lots and lots of uncertainty, and uh, yeah, I I think it's just a breeding ground for anxiety, really. Right. So. Coping ahead is really helpful, I hear. Why don't you tell us more about that, Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about coping Um, ahead. So coping ahead would be saying something like, oh, hey, 
next week I have a final or paper due. And how do I want to schedule my week in a structured manner that's flexible, by the way, we don't want to get too rigid on anything because that's how we fight the perfectionism or the rigidity in all things. Um, But saying, okay, so I'm going to split up my studying more on these days, right? And accounting for all the other work. Um, Because oftentimes too, what I've seen is um, the procrastination kick in because there's no plan. Right. And it feels so overwhelming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if you do tend to get lost in perfecting things that it it can feel so overwhelming because it is so time consuming. I was actually going to say in, in this vein that limiting the amount of time that you're spending studying to what is reasonable and coming up with that in advance, instead of just going free for all for the next week, I'm just going to hyper-focus on, on studying to the exclusion of all else. And I just won't talk to people or, you know, sleep. Right. Um, definitely tone back the studying. People have a misunderstanding of, okay, well, I have to study for, you know, as many hours as I can in the day. And that might be seven hours, but the reality is, is our brains actually can't really absorb much after about an hour and a half. It starts to kind of go to mush. So it's good to have true. even if it's standing up and going and drinking water and then using the restroom. I mean, this is coming from being in school my entire life. Yeah. So I feel you. Me too. Do we want to go over a common, um, Oh, coping ahead. I skipped over some things. That's okay. That's okay. I liked coping ahead. It was good, good to, to get some ideas out there in terms of obsessions uh, that are common. I, I think somebody asked in the thread and, you know, it goes by so quickly, I miss things, but somebody said something like, um, why, why are we perfectionists? And I think that the idea is that there's anxiety that comes when we have thoughts like, oh my gosh, but if I do this imperfectly, then fill in the blank. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's something more extreme in the context of OCD. Like if I do this imperfectly, then my mother will die. Sometimes it's something that's a little bit more connected with reality, right? Like the more realistic potential outcome that if I don't study enough, I'll fail the test, I'll fail the exam. But then we go a little hog wild when it's like, and people won't like me or love me or I'll be abandoned or I won't succeed in life or I'll end up under a bridge. I mean, naturally, right. That's really where it all ends. Although I would like to kind of be a troll at some point (laughs) in my life. Like an internet troll or no, no, under literally under a bridge and being like posing a riddle and being like, now you shall pass. Okay, can I, if you do that, though, could I style your hair like the troll dolls? Please. That would be great. I'm definitely going to want to do that. So, no, I get you. I get you because, but obviously most of life doesn't end up as a troll unless that's what you're into. Or a witch, one or the other. Oh, definitely witch. Um, Another thing, too, is with the perfectionism is kind of like we had talked about last week, which is the just right stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Is saying I have to be in the right mood or I have to be totally focused or I have to be a hundred percent 
the the environment environment needs to be very controlled mm. right yeah i I've seen that and I've done it myself. It's like, well, the reality is, is that it's never going to feel just right. You're going to have to just kind of be flexible with all of this and go with it. Yep. So school is a great opportunity to really practice psychological flexibility. Yep. It's just really hard too. It is especially, and I think uh, no conversation around school and OCD slash anxiety would be complete without uh, acknowledging the heavy level of um, pressure that our society places on us to do well uh, in in an academic capacity or even to produce in a in a sort of business capacity and so you know there there's this this very real pressure here that you should really, in fact, it's one of the few areas of OCD where I think the anxiety is very much socially sanctioned and encouraged. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like it's sacrifice of self, um, so that, you know, you get A's. Right. Right. And, um, you know, the reality is, is that Lauren and I will have to sit with a client who maybe has anxiety about doing their homework, um, who has struggling with perfectionism and tell them to do C work because the A work is truly, um, debilitating to their life. Yeah. So, well, what's interesting is their version of C work is probably like A work. (laughs) And that's why we do that. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to be, that. you have to be willing to get a C though. You have to be willing to accept the possibility that you won't get the A plus, that you don't, won't do perfectly. And mm-hmm. that's what we always talk about, no matter the subtype of OCD or the, the content is that you have to be willing to accept that this horrible thing might happen in order that you are able to live in the now. Yep. Compulsions. Do you want to talk? compulsions? Uh, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. So I think we had gone over a lot of them, but a lot of it can be rewriting, re reading, um, mm-hmm. avoidance. Yes. Uh, like that's the procrastination side of things. Reassurance seeking, asking yes. somebody to, um, check over their work and ask the overly asking the teacher which yes. I've seen that a lot. And the teacher's like, stops responding at some point. <laughs> Which makes sense. It's a little, mm-hmm. when it's that excessive. Um, what else did we cover obsession-wise? Well, I think also compuls- compulsion-wise, what mental compulsions might look like in this realm are um, reviewing the information excessively or uh, rehearsing into the moment of like, oh my gosh, but what's it going to look like? And what if I, what if I feel like this or that kind of thing? Yep. 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 All of that. Um, I'm sorry. My brain today is like beautiful. My tire went flat earlier. So everybody, yeah, that's why we're late. Um, anyways, I'm trying to think, I mean, it's so vast in what it could actually be, right? It's endless. So, and if I may throw in, and I know we've sort of nodded to this already, but if you have a theme that is totally 
divorced from school and perfectionism in that realm, let's just say you have harm OCD or sexual orientation OCD that you might find yourself triggered in the classroom. And I've certainly seen this with some of my clients who have uh, sort of education plans to support them in, as they're working to, oh dear, hello. Uh Oh, I gotcha. We lost. Sorry. Sorry. As, but as we're working toward getting them to a place where they're more, uh, they're responding to obsessions in a more effective manner that it's important for them to get help and recognize where their obsessions might detract from their schoolwork. So if you're in the middle of taking an exam and you have sexual orientation OCD and maybe, I don't know, you're bisexual and you happen to see a woman that you think, oh, that's, that's an attractive woman that you might think, oh, well, maybe I'm really not bisexual. Maybe it, I'm, I'm just gay. Right. Right. And, and that you might start to get caught up in the the compulsions if you haven't started practicing disengaging yep. from them. So that has nothing to do with school. And yet you're a whole human and your obsessions and compulsions are going to follow you to school. Right. Yeah. If you get a degree in psychology too, that's oh boy. really really fun everyone it's real it's real triggering is what for it is for everyone for mm-hmm. everyone well i think particularly for people with anxiety and ocd though the yeah the tendency to really start to want to perfect your psychological state right and just be nitty gritty over everything and everyone too mm-hmm. um also worth mentioning, you know, existential and the crossover of philosophy. Yes. Um, so you, we, we see that where it's like, okay, maybe this person is really interested in philosophy and um, string theory or whatever, parallel <laughs> universes and all of that. It is fascinating. And somebody who has existential type OCD, well, boy, that's going to be a fun ride. Buckle yes. up. Buttercup. Buckle up, buttercup. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. I'm just looking at the Amazon guy at my door. Oh, hello, sir. Uh, hello, sir. Yeah. The the tendency to really and I think the difference between somebody who's interested in philosophy versus someone with existential OCD is that they have to know. And there's this sort of constant drive to figure out when there really isn't an answer. And most philosophers will recognize that there's no, there is no definitive answer. Right. There it is. That's at its core what it is. Yeah. And I think too, though, it's like towing that line of what's compulsive and what's not right. Um, Because you can, I mean, I might be case in point where psychological harm crossed over in my content of what I was studying, but I was, I love it and I've made a career out of it. Right. So you can be a philosopher and have existential. It's just, we're going to be, we're going to walk the line. Yep. Yeah. Do a little Johnny Cash walking the line. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we ask this person? Okay. It says, it's so hard for me to be in classroom for three hours being still. Yes, man, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do as much as I can online because of it. Does that mean online classes or 
online to distract yourself is all I'm trying to get. Okay. I feel I am missing out. It just seems so hard. It sounds like online class, maybe. Uh, hard yes. to say, but. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we can't give direct advice on here. However, I will say generally speaking, the the tendency to want to avoid classes comes up uh, in a fair amount of different anxieties, uh, often in social anxiety, see it a lot in emetophobia, the, the desire to stay clear of other people um, because, or just not have to be in a seat for long periods of time. Um, and that being said, yes, it's hard. And recognizing that you're having to give up on, on things that matter to you. Like it sounds like for this person connecting with other people that you have to make a decision based on what's actually going to serve you on the whole versus what's going to serve you in this like limited short-term capacity. Right. Well, you don't have to, but that's probably going to serve you best in terms of your overall emotional happiness, contentment, and well-being. Mm-hmm. I, they say that being other around other humans is good for you. <laughs> I'm. St- it's still up Kelly's, for date in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's not convinced. <laughs> I'm still trying to, uh, I guess, um, weigh those options. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Do we have other questions? Uh, I know. I know we didn't. Unfortunately, we, the the yeah. No, go ahead. Because we had to start late because of the tire debacle, we lost the questions that were posed to us beforehand. So, um, yeah, if there were there any posted no. during the live? All right. Well, no. I mean, I saw some come through on the feed. <clears throat> if anyone has any questions, we're happy to answer them. If you, I can sort of look through because we didn't yeah i was trying to go through some of them i'm gonna go to the top um so somebody asked do you talk back to unwanted repetitive thoughts or ignore um can we put it in the context of school too is that i think that we should put it in the context of school since that's what we're talking about so if you have unwanted repetitive thoughts during class about murdering your teacher. Naturally. Naturally. Because and I mentioned you're taking harm. a test, maybe. You're, mm-hmm, you're taking a test. Do you ignore your thoughts? Do you talk back to them? What, what do you do, Kelly? Well, this is what I would do if it were me is I would note that it is happening. Oh, I notice you have arrived thought. Thank you for your <laughs> input on this. And I am going to come back right here to my multiple choice test mm-hmm. and focus on this. It's going to take a lot of redirect and refocus practice. You know, for somebody who's just learning how to redirect and refocus and be present and know how to, uh, handle the thoughts effectively, it's really hard to do just out of the gates, never trying it before, right? It's just going to come back and, you know, the, the noise will be loud. Um, but yeah, that's how I would do it. Never thought suppress, never go, oh, don't think about it because she's right there and you are thinking about it. 
So don't do that. Right. Right. And I think that that's, it's sort of a middle ground, right? It's, we're not ignoring them per se, Mm -hmm. but we're not allowing them to impact our behavioral choices, even if that means our focus or attention on something. So you don't have to continue to pay attention to that thing. That would be a, a behavioral choice. Instead, you just go, like you were saying, oh, look, there's a thought. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I want to kill my teacher. I can't figure that out right now, though, because I've got to finish this exam on underwater basket weaving. Sorry, I had to. (laughs) That's what the exam was on. So Perfect. And Hmm. um, shoot it. Oh, and being okay with the fact that your attention will be split at some percentage. And I think somebody who's dealing with like perfectionism stuff is going to have problems with, they're going to be like, well, my mind should be a hundred percent focused. So not only are they lying to themselves because their brain is not, but now they're pissed off about it not being. So now you've increased suffering. Yep. So there's kind of a a double down when you do that instead saying, okay, I'm going to go into this test. I'm not going to probably be a hundred percent focused. I'm going to try my best though. And that's all we can do. That is brilliantly said, my friend. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that happens. All the time, actually. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good job. We're practicing thank yous. Practicing thank yous today. All right. Should we look for any other questions? Yes. Um, oh, somebody said, thank you for spreading awareness and making pe- people feel understood during this difficult time. You are so welcome. I'm yes. so glad that we have the, the capacity to support in that way. If anyone has any questions, wants to throw them in the old question mark box, please feel free. Oh, somebody said at one point I had to drop out because my OCD wouldn't allow me to do schoolwork. I couldn't stop organizing. Oh, it's really tough. Right. And that's, that's again, where it's kind of like, we're, we're going to practice doing it 50% or 30% less. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be willing to get the B or the C instead of the A plus. Um, or if it's just based out of just this just right feeling, then it's just being getting comfortable with that by behaviorally acting in alignment with that and not doing it 100% with organizing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, you know, it, it's tough to look at it this way, but this idea that uh, and this is how we all talk about it. So I'm not trying to pick on this person, but the the tendency to say like my OCD wouldn't allow me. Right. And mm-hmm. I actually think that it's generally when this comes up, it's that your unwillingness to feel anxiety prevents you. And so if you're willing to feel anxiety, actually your OCD can't prevent anything. Right. It's right. That's the shift of owning it. Yeah. And saying, this is a choice at the end of the day. It's a very hard choice nonetheless. Yeah. And a very uncomfortable choice. And we can take baby steps. You know, we don't have to flood, flood you and throw you in a room full of spiders. No, we don't have to do that. We can look at pictures of spiders. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's why I love what you said about the percentage, right? Maybe, you know, cutting back this much on, on organizing or whatever compulsion is taking over your life and preventing you from doing what matters to you in this case, that's likely schoolwork. Oops. Okay. We got a couple more questions. Okay. Um, well, we do need to be kind to ourselves. I agree. So this person asks, typing, every misspell of one word is four. I need to erase. Is this common? Well, I mean, go ahead, Lauren. I don't, I, I think that the desire to erase and rewrite until it feels just right does come up a fair amount in school-related anxiety, OCD. Right. Mm-hmm. So just just uh, move on and close the door. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to rewrite it. Maybe it's still dun, misspelled, dun, dun. right? Or maybe I wrote mm-hmm. something. This is one that comes up. Maybe I wrote something totally inappropriate. I'm not saying Ooh. the person has that, but what if I, what if I should probably check again to make sure that I didn't write some sort of a, you know, awful thing. Yes. Um, so a lot of people are asking about things that are not on topic. So, mm. um, a lot of the content areas people are asking about is stuff we've already covered. So if you want to check out our IGTV uh, channel, purely OCD channel on both of our pages, you can find uh, someone mentioned harm. Um, another one mentioned sexual orientation. There, there's just, we've pretty much covered a lot. If there is mm-hmm. one that you do not see we have covered, please let us know. We are happy to add it to our checklist that we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and we may go back mm-hmm. and, re- and cover them again at some mm-hmm. stage, but at least there's something out already available. And in fact, we have a YouTube channel as well. If you're more of a YouTuber in terms of your watching your content, um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we try to upload everything that we record here. Yeah. And believe me, we want to answer the questions for sure. It's just for sake of keeping the theme and Mm -hmm. for replay. uh, We want to keep it pretty straightforward for folks going back. Yeah. Is there anything that we could answer in the context of the classroom? Kind of like that one question Mm. that I, nothing? No. Okay. So, yes. So on that note. Yes. Are we, do you want to, are we good on time or? What time is it? I have no idea. It's one forty, and I have to get, I have to pick up my, the asset. (laughs) That's that's what she is calling her child. (laughs) The asset. asset. Mm -hmm. She is an asset. She's a very cute little asset. She Um, is. Well, look, if if you got to call it, then by all means, it was a pleasure chatting about this as always. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully those watching got something out of it. And as Kelly said, if you have any uh, questions or want anything covered in, in future episodes, we're happy to take your requests and, and consider them. Yes. Thank you all. Thank you all. Goodbye. Have a good week. <laughs> Adios. Adios.
Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD. 